This week, the cosmos bring relationships front and center, and it is time to balance the me and the we, honey. Gonna get into all of that and more and what it means for you on this week's episode of Cosmic Rx Radio. Welcome to Cosmic Rx Radio, a podcast that gives you real-life tools of spiritual empowerment and pure hype. I'm your host and intuitive guide, Maddie Murphy. I'll be serving up your weekly energy readings, cosmic boss interviews, and astro inspiration. Are you ready to love yourself more, manifest your dream life, and own your magic? Let's jump in. Hi, BBs. How the hell are we doing? What's the vibe? What's the vibe check? If you don't know, I'm your girl, Maddie Murphy, uh, your cosmic consultant, your high vibe hype woman, just your spiritual bestie, being a mystical but messy human. This week, we are kicking off into the official April energy of Aries season. It's, it's, a, it's a chapter within a chapter. I love it. It's spring is sprunging, is springing, and we're feeling, we're feeling the new beginnings with the initiations. I was laughing about how many of you I've spoken to, whether it was our cosmic bosses or um, people in our community or just friends and family, who everyone's like, oh, yes, turbocharged forward movement has kicked in since Aries season, for better or worse. Everyone's like, wow. So let me know. How, how is it feeling for you? What's the vibe? Oh, this week, we have the full moon in Libra. It's always a good one. It feels like, again, just part of that spring renewal is we all get a chance to just bring something back into balance. Relationship dynamics, like I said, are going to be front and center. And we are going to be thinking about something that we want to release or shift. I'm going to talk a little bit later on in the show about just how how to bring things back into balance in your relationship. Some real actionable, practical magic steps. And in, within that magic, um, we're going to talk a little bit about Full Moon and Libra is a great time to do a cord cutting. And I know this is definitely one of those things that sounds so esoteric and can get so like woo-woo new age, but truly being aware of your emotional, energetic, etheric cords is so important to being a sovereign in your power, completely authentic and just like fully energized. <laughs> the word that's coming to mind, batty, because we, we don't want to have our energy attached to anyone, even no matter how much we love them, no matter how much we appreciate them. So I'm going to talk about that later. Let's kick off the show with a fun announcement. The winner, the winner of our Aries, our Aries season giveaways. So for those of you who missed it, we are doing a month or you know a, a Zodiac season of giveaways in honor of the third season of our podcast. And every week, I'm going to be announcing a new prize. I'm going to be posting or some of my team will, on Instagram, the giveaway, comment, comment, tag a friend, and then we'll be announcing the winner here every, on the Friday episodes. So last week, we announced the merch bundle. And so that is our Cosmic Baddie Beanie, our Cosmic RX University crew neck sweatshirt, and our Moon Baddie tote that has all of the full moon dates on it for 2023. And this winner is so fun. There are so many great comments and you get to win this for you and a friend because the more the merrier. We love, we love a bestie situation here. 
The winners are Shay, aka Supreme High Ginger, and the winner, the bestie, who is tagged, or vice versa, Kate St. Clair, uh, author from Austin, Texas. So come on down, slide into our DMs. We got a link for you to each get one of those merch bundles. And we are so grateful for you for following along, for hyping us up. We love you. And this week's prize is, we're going to be posting about it today. This this episode comes out Friday. We have a free access to all things astrology, our Magic of You self-guided astrology course. So this is the astrology course I designed that is, I'm so passionate about it. It's an on-demand self-guided journey where we break down into three modules, astrology for cosmic self-care. And then we go into astrology for cosmic sex, love, and relationships. We love that for us. And then astrology for cosmic career and purpose. And basically the intention of this course is to have you really learn the fundamentals of astrology, but really understanding how to apply them, right? In easy to understand, easy to digest terms. And that is a $267 value. And we're also throwing in the Astrology of 2023 webinar. So you have everything to be prepared to align with your highest and hottest self. So we will be posting about that on Instagram. Find the post, comment under it for a chance to win. And we're also still doing our Batty Bundle winner giveaways. So this is, you know, if you leave a rating review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts, leave your Instagram handle or DM us a screenshot and you have a chance to win three free months to our Cosmic RX members only community where all the vibes go down. And this week's winner is Andy Marie, Andy Marie, whose emoji icons are a mermaid and a mushroom. And I just feel very connected to you on a soul level because of, oh, and there we go. Andy Marie says, Cosmic Mom is the is the headline. I love that. Pisces sun, Sag moon, and rising. Oh, mutable queen. She says, I listen to our queen every Friday morning. You guys crack me up. On my way to yoga, I love how detailed and emotional she is in every episode. (laughs) If that's not like a Virgo Pisces thing, I don't know what is. If astrology isn't real is my fave little segment. We love our high vibe hype woman. Stay well, cosmic baddies. Adorable. I love it. Come on down, slide in the DMs, get your three free months of uh, hanging out, moon circles, moon guides, just bum, bum community. If you are interested in Cosmic Boss or just interested in learning more about how astrology can help you live in your purpose, in your power, and really share your potential, share your light, your magic, your medicine with the world, then we have a webinar, a little free workshop we're doing. And that will be April 12th, my sister Gabby's Aries Queen birthday. So if you're interested in, yeah, come in, hanging out with us and and really doing like a mini deep dive, if that exists, sign up through the link in the show notes. We'll put the link in our Instagram bio. And it'll also be a great like taste of Cosmic Boss. I have to say, we had the Cosmic Boss graduation on Wednesday. And what's hard about the work that I do is it's really hard for me to put it into words. I was talking about this with one of my amazing cosmic mentees, Heather, this week about my whole life's journey is like, I feel so much and it's very interesting putting it into words (laughs) has been a journey of mine. 
And I was reminded of that in so many things this week, but one of them was watching this graduation ceremony of the cosmic bosses who have all been committing to this journey of showing up for their own lives with so much authenticity and courage and purpose and what it does to to really choose your own life and to say, hey, I have this thing I want to share. I have this light I want to share, this gift. I have this quirky medicine. I have this brilliant idea. I have this thing that my soul just needs to do. I want to co-create with the universe and I want to do it and I want to be of service, but I also want to really like own myself fully. Um, I want to live my life, not someone else's expected version of my life. And I went to Ruby, one of my mentors, Ruby Warrington, we did a podcast episode together. And just one of the people I deeply admire in the space of thought leadership, writing, um, the spiritual space, uh, she really transcends that. She she does all so many things, but she was talking about like, she's like, it's kind of cliche, but it is, it's the number one, like, you know, quote unquote, regret of the dying is like, I lived my life for someone else. I live someone else's version of my life. And I think about that a lot with Cosmic Boss and all the work I do. It's of course about maybe starting a business or a creative project or an offering, but it's bigger than that. It's like, let me get really clear on my why. And let me get really clear on like, I was born with something really special to share with the world. Um, I might've been convinced that it wasn't special or that it wasn't important or it wasn't valued, but that was all a fucking lie. And I get to do that work now of peeling it back, of shifting the programming and coming back in into my center. And Rachel Cargill, who you all know I'm obsessed with, was co-hosting the event with Ruby. And she said, she's like, I'm just so much of a better person when I get to live my own life, when I get to make my own choices. And I was just thinking like, I was like, wow, this whole talk was just such a love letter to the work that I love to do so much, which is really helping people tap into all of that and tap into so much more than I can put into words. But watching these cosmic bosses graduate and share their offerings and really be not just in like what they're doing, but how they're doing it, feeling grounded and clear and like themselves and trusting themselves and excited and celebratory and abundant. I was like, damn, this is it. This is why I do what I do. I love it. I can't believe it. So if you want a little taste of that, if you're ready, like honestly jump on in. We got the early bird special going on. If you sign up before April 1st, you actually get a one-on-one session with me included. Like let's hang out. And if you need to wait more time, then then comes the webinar on April 12th. But it's it's exciting. It just feels so good. It's it's a ah, I love it. I love it. it. Makes me nerd out. Also, shout out to Cosmic Baddie in the house. I met one of you listeners at the event. One of you baddie is Gabby Aries Rising in her Saturn return. It was so fun to hug you and it was so fun to like be in person with you and you're just adorable. So cheers to more like in-person events and more IRL experiences. And I can't tell you just the sheer level of fucking inspiration, vibes, and just hyperness I was feeling from being in this room at the Strand Bookstore, which is one of my favorite places. My Uncle George used to take me there as a little girl. It's like a New York, as Rachel said, a New York, like romance of New York spot. Like it's just the best. And being in this room full of cool people, having an interesting conversation about this book, Women Without Kids, with Ruby and Rachel Cargill, I was like, pinch me. This is a dream. And I actually attended 
with two now really good friends that I met through the Cosmic Boss 2020 program, Alyssa and Carissa. So this week was very Aries season. It felt like a new initiation of things. And one of those initiation things was like, all right, this this spring energy of being out. But it feels like a spring after like three years of winter. Because I feel like 2022, I was starting to go back and doing some in-person events slowly. But something about last night just felt different. So anyway, shout out to Gabby. And let's get to if astrology isn't real. So I want to take us on two journeys today with this, if you're okay with that, everyone. So if astrology isn't real, the two things that came up I thought was so interesting. You know, I recorded this podcast usually on Wednesday. And last week, by Thursday, by Friday, like everything everyone was talking about was TikTok. Like, is a TikTok ban going to go down? And this just felt so pseudo and Aquarius to me, right? Like this conversation around tech and what what are the the limits of it of like, and where, you know, what do we approve and not approve? And it's just very interesting. I listen to a few podcasts on it. I listen to people who are smarter than myself, which is a big life advice tip I recommend to everyone. Just listen to them talk about this TikTok ban and the CEO of TikTok has really entered the national spotlight as he is, you know, trying to defend the company from growing security concerns, ban threats. And of course, last week he testified before Congress, which is always just, oh my God, all people in Congress always look so, I'm sorry, like played and dumb when they try and talk to someone in the tech world. And it just felt like this initiation, right? Pluto just moved into Aquarius, where we're going to be looking at Pluto, the shadow, the misuse, the abuse, the manipulation of power, but also the rebirth. The, you know, we're doing the roto rooter thing for Pluto of like, what do we have to change? And Pluto also exposes things. And listen, I honestly don't know where I stand with this. That's why I said I've been listening to things because I love TikTok. I've literally learned so much from it and felt so connected to other people. And like, I think TikTok is one of the things besides like being on this own path of being, you know, a quote unquote, like cosmic baddie and, and meeting all of you and having my family. TikTok is one of these things that's helped me feel so seen in life. Everything from like, yeah, like I need help organizing my fridge because my ADHD like uh, makes me forget where food is in it. Or like, yeah, I need things for my body shape or just interesting conversations on everything from race and, and politics and religion and more. But there is something after listening to some podcasts, I'm like, you know, like there is the TikTok content recommendations like any company, the algorithms, misinformation, it can be perpetuated there. And there's just, I'm just curious. I'm not really like landing on either side. I'm watching it all go down. I do trust that if TikTok was banned, someone would just build another kind of TikTok platform. It just feels very Pluto and Aquarius. And I'm really just here alongside everyone else, just trying to make sense of it. But all I know is it just felt very Pluto Aquarius. And with all things Pluto, you really don't know like the shadows and the light until some time has passed. Like you don't really understand what's really happening. Pluto kind of takes us into like this underworld and it's like everything's kind of dark. I mean, we can't really see everything clearly, but we get to the bottom of things. We feel into it and we just go, we, we, we bring things up to the surface so we can look at them. So we will continue to stay tuned with that. And then also in Pluto and Aquarius news, I saw this skim Audrey sent me racing against AI. Tech leaders are warning there could be a disaster if AI isn't real back in. So I guess this week, uh, an open letter 
called on artificial intelligence labs to hit pause on more advanced AI projects for six months. And she sent me an email, forwarded, and it just said, I feel like you predicted this question mark, but it was not me predicting this. This is just the astrology, right? Like Pluto and Aquarius, we've been talking about it for years. One thing that's really frustrated me is watching our current politicians just peel back civil rights, people's humanity, going into identity politics, just honestly making our country look like some kind of three-ring fucking circus. And I'm like, guys, that's the end of Pluto and Capricorn. You're all bringing up all your shadow shit, all your internalized patriarchy and racism and like ableism and homophobia. And we're gonna watch out because AI and the technology world's gonna take over. And like, you guys are gonna start thinking about this. And so very interesting that the month of Pluto and Aquarius, people from the tech industry, more than 1,000 researchers, tech experts, and others signed the letter, including Apple co-founder and Tesla CEO, Muskie Boy. They warned companies are creating AI tech so fast and aren't thinking about the potential consequences. Now that is very part of Pluto and Aquarius. It's going to be like, what are the rules? Where do we need to like let this unfettered, unchecked power, like where do we need to learn something about it? And that is going to be just a conversation that has so many ripple effects and so many layers. But they said that tech, it's just says that things like anything smarter than GPT-4, um, which is, I guess, ChatGPT's newest sibling, may pose profound risks to society and humanity. And this is not the first time that people have raised alarms on this. But yeah, it's interesting. I feel like you, we have all been tracking this, but I feel like in the past like two months, I'm like the AI conversation has gone from like kind of this like thing out there in the cusp to now everything is front and center. Like I get all these ads like, let AI make you a millionaire. And there's so many things happening. So that's one thing. We'll continue to keep an eye on that. Listen, do I know all the answers? Hell, no, I don't. But the one thing I know and the one thing I keep hearing, and I don't know if it's from my guides, I don't know if it's from my heart space, I don't know where it's from. But the thing I keep saying, thinking is like, remember your humanness. And last night, being at that event, I was watching Ruby talk about her book and her why and listening to Rachel really talk about her life story and what led her to her journey. And I was like, fuck yes to writers, to artists, to people who create conversations, to people I felt so nourished and like healed and loved up by this gathering that I was like, this is something like they're talking about AI writing books. And I'm like, yeah, I guess AI could write a book on like five ways to blank. But I'm like, this can never be replaced by AI. We might be deceived into thinking that, but I need us to remember our humanness, the power of our human experience, the power of also like compassion and feeling and being in our body and love and caring for each other and to not get into that like detached tech only digital realm, right? That's the only thing I do know about this. So. The other, if astrology isn't real moment, and I, I might cry, we know Mars moved into Cancer on the 25th. Mars has been in Gemini since August 20th, and I've definitely noticed whenever Mars switches signs, especially after a long stint or a retrograde, there is usually an act of violence that takes the, the national stage. And Mars in Cancer, Cancer rules children, Cancer connects us to all of the intense, fierce mama bear within us, whatever our relationship is to having children. We all have a part of us that is like that, that protects, that wants to, yeah, be the mama bear. And I felt that in full force watching what happened at the Covenant School shooting this week. And 
I'm sure you did not miss it, but if you did, there was another school shooting. I don't have the number in front of me, but I, my sister posted something that was along the lines of like, there's been 86 days of school this year and like 87 shootings. And I just wept for a whole day, as I always do when this news comes out, but it just, it's rage tears. And this collective gaslighting that we are experiencing under the politicians, the the lobbyists, the, the legislators who just look at us all right in the face and just make it seem like there's these other issues in our country that are more pressing than this. It makes me, my skin, it makes me want to bust out of my skin. And I really try to maintain a level of like hope and inspired action, but sometimes I need a day of just curled up on my couch, crying, chance licking the tears off of my face, like a good Taurus puppy dog son. But the fight that we're in right now with Roe v. Wade and protecting reproductive rights, the book burning and book banning that is happening, that's absolutely fucking ridiculous. The don't say gay type-esque laws and legislation the drag queen show bans, bans on literal black history classes. Like these are bans that are going through. And meanwhile, there's just violence against everyone in our nation. Everyone in our nation is, is not safe at any given moment, but especially against our children. It's just fucking heartbreaking. And the Mars and cancer activation of just rage and anger and obviously fear and just rips you apart. So obviously my heart is with everyone who was involved in that. Of course, the children that were killed and the adults that were killed, but anyone who was just in any proximity to that, the trauma, no one should have to live. These are just preventable things. These are preventable things. And if you're looking for an action step, you can go to websites like everytown, everytown.org. It's a movement of nearly 10 million people um, really working to end gun violence. And there's Petitions you can sign there, and there's the Prevention Institute. Their work is really focusing on creating sensible gun laws, fucking duh, establishing a culture of gun safety in our country and public health solution, uh, just looking at everything from all angles. I'm like, I sound tired because I am tired. If you especially live in a state where your legislators do not support this dialogue, then I really ask you, you know, we have... We have some elections coming up. We always have ability to write in like phone calls. I am just, I just don't really know what else we need to do or say. It feels like a joke to certain people. Like Nikki Haley came out right away just to say like, no, she's anti-gun control. You know, there was a representative from Tennessee who had that ridiculous Christmas card photo of his family with guns. And he represents a district that Covenant School is in, in Nashville. And it's just, it feels like a mockery. So let us motivate it into action. Let's make more noise. And again, the Women Without Kids conversation last night was interesting of like declining birth rates. Also being a form of protest of like, we're not doing this. We're not providing you all more labor and more population while this is, uh, we do not like these terms. They're not optimal. So lifting that up, sending a prayer out. I'm just trying to also trust the process, but it is really hard that really tests me. That subject, this issue really tests me for real. So anyways, I'm going to transition now into the moon report. 
taking a deep breath. How do news anchors do it? Like how do people talk about the news just then like shift into a story about like buying cat clothes for Christmas or something like one of those like human interest stories after they talk about something so hard? I'm curious. Any news anchors out there listening? Let me know. So let's talk about the moon report. Speaking of Mars and Cancer, Cancer is ruled by the moon. That's my transition. And we want to know what is going on with your moon this week, your inner world. How can we tend to it? How can we find our center? How can we have some context for what's happening here? And how do we really honor ourselves? So the day this pod comes out, we got a Leo moon. Ooh, got a Leo moon all day, Friday, all day, Saturday, into the early morning on April 2nd until 6.57 a.m. Aries sun, Leo moon, you know what it means. Watch out. The bitch is back. Like I need you to be the hot, sexy bitch you are this weekend. I don't care where you are, what you're doing. Please own it. Do something fun. Put on something ridiculous. Do something for yourself. Like flirt like it's a fucking competition. Just have fun. Go light up. Light up your soul. Paint the town red. Those two energies together. It's It's a lot. It's a lot and I love it. I want you to be extra. And the shadow energy, yeah, just that fire energy. Watch out for like being overly. We're going to talk about we're going into relationship dynamic theme with the full moon. So just be aware of if you need some time to yourself, just asking for it, but doing it compassionately. If someone comes to you with something, trying to listen, hold some space. This is double I energy, I am energy. So you know, just still being aware that there's other people here, and we love them, and we want to hear them, and uh, that's important too. So Sunday, the moon was into Virgo and stays there Monday. And then through Tuesday evening around 5.50 p.m. Eastern time, Aries sun, Virgo moon. Ooh, this is get shit done energy. I love this energy for us. It feels stabilizing. It feels focused. I watch my Aries in my life, especially my sister Gabby. She just gets shit done. And that Virgo moon's like, I'm going to do it organized. We're going to like just close out some loops. We're going to get efficient. We're going to tend to the day to day. The small things add to the big things. And we're just going to get some of that done. Feels really good for you. And I love that for you. I really do. We're going to look out for these days, being really hard on ourselves for the Virgo moon days. We can tend to like beat ourselves up or be in this like self-critical space. Or we might feel frustrated because Aries sun wants to take us further. And Virgo moon might be like, listen, there's just steps to get there or we're not there yet. And you might start internalizing that of like, there's something wrong with me or what's happening or I'm like off my timeline. Honey, you're on no one's timeline except for your own. You're on Maddie's timeline. You're on Sarah's timeline, right? You're on Becca's timeline. You're on, what's your name? Insert it here. That's the timeline you're on, okay? Be gentle with yourself. You're not going to get anywhere by beating yourself up, okay? Bad bitches don't beat themselves up, all right? Tuesday, 4-4, love numerology. Tuesday evening, the moon moves into Libra, 5-50, and just starts growing through the 5th on Wednesday. And then we have the full moon, kind of like overnight. It's early morning of the 6th. So full moon in Libra, we have a Libra moon all those days, and we're gonna talk about it right now in planetary planning. But we know full moons are opposite energies. So we have Aries Sun, which is the I, with Libra Moon, which is the We. So we're going to be looking at where do we need to bring in more balance, more harmony to our relationships. So on that note, full moon vibes. What do we need to know? So the full moon in Libra is always the full moon of the year, like I said, that brings all of this relationship dynamic front and center. This can be romantic relationships, this can be business partnerships, this can be 
one-on-one relationships. And Libra always reminds us that all of our relationships are a mirror, right? Like there's something we're understanding deeper about ourselves and our own journey that we see reflected through the other people. And there may be something that comes up for you around this full moon that's either about like tension, tension between your personal desires and the needs of others. And there may be something that's coming up between independence and interdependence, right? The me and the we. And it could be on either side of that. But I want you to look around in your life and think like, is there something that just feels out of balance? Maybe I have been doing something for everyone around me and taking care of everyone or constantly putting my partner, my friend, whoever's needs above my own and almost fueling and funneling all of my energy into them. And now I feel like depleted or I need something. I need to come back to myself. Or conversely, maybe you've been in a world and in a vacuum and in a moment of having to focus on you. And now you're realizing, okay, I got to bring something back to the relationships. I got to bring something back into the people that I love, the people that are there for me. Or maybe it's none of the above and you're actually cycling that energy into a relationship that's maybe over. And you're like, I just can't seem to move on. I can't seem to shake this person. I feel like sticky. I feel like there's something that's just holding me there. And it's like, I can't move on. Okay. So we're going to talk about under this full moon, it's a great time to offer up and allow some kind of change, release, culmination, completion, closure with any of these themes and topics going on. But what's going to be interesting is Mercury, our cosmic communicator planet, is going to be in a trine aspect with Pluto, who obviously is all about that transformation. And so we can use this to our benefit. If we're really ready to be honest about ourselves and our relationships, this full moon can really help see how you relate to others. And you can really see how you might need to really release something in a big way with that Pluto energy or have a conversation. Pluto and Mercury bring something up to the surface have a conversation. So there's energetic ways to cut cords that are are spiritual, that are esoteric, but there's also like in relationships in terms of like clearing unhealthy cords or just getting things, airing them out. It could just be done through like conversation, having intentional communications. So we'll talk about that in a second, but I just want you to think about this full moon, like full moons illuminate. They kind of put like a magnifying glass, a mystical magnifying glass over you And so look at within yourself, within your relationships, are there old patterns or there are relationships or there old ways of being that are like kind of like holding you back from this rebirth, from these new possibilities for expansion, for harmony, for creative expression, for abundance. And really like, this is a great time to reflect on this in the me and the we, okay? And I invite you, even if it feels hard, just let it come up, let yourself look at it. The only way out is through... And I want you to really use this energy to feel what is true for you, especially in relationships. Sometimes we're really like stuck on a relationship or we're stuck in something because of old trauma or old patterns, or we think like know, relationships get really weird really fast where we can think like something's happening, a dynamic's playing out, but it's actually not. We're projecting something on the situation. And there's something about stepping back, right? Like relationships are air sign ruled, like stepping back and having some fresh air arm's length view to really see the other person and really see the situation can help. Or we can get really weird in relationships where we start to really get defined by them, where we think that they're part of our identity or that our worth is tied up to them. And that's not true. That's just not true. So where are we giving our power away? Where do we need to create healthier boundaries? 
Where do we have our own needs and desires that we haven't been honoring? Where do we need to create more diplomacy and more listening with others? These are just things that might be coming up, okay? So in terms of like how to bring relationships into balance, five really simple ways, like I could go into a whole, whole, whole guess about this. But the first thing, like I said, under this full moon, you may want to talk it out with someone. You might, there might be a sincere, honest, open conversation to have a clear, direct conversation that might really help unearth. Listen, I've had times with my life wizard, my husband, we have a lot of Libra placements. We love harmony. We love balance. But we've had moments we've had to bring up something that felt kind of sticky and it feels hard to do it, but it's like you feel it there no matter what, whether you talk about it or not. And then talking about it airs it out, right? Things heal in the light. Things heal in fresh air. You just want to bring it out and begin the conversation. And usually you feel so much better because you can begin forward motion processing. And the second thing we want to think about is healthy boundaries. Just because you are in a partnership with someone doesn't mean that you are one person and doesn't mean that everything they do is yours and vice versa. So you are allowed to set healthy boundaries with even the closest relationships in your life. And actually, those are probably the ones that need it the most. And respecting your partner's boundaries when they put up a boundary with you. That's the other part of boundaries that I feel like no one in the spiritual space talks about or the self-help space. Everyone's like, set boundaries, set boundaries. But it's also like, we also have to get comfortable when someone sets a boundary with us because it can like hurt our ego, but realize that it's if someone's asking you for a boundary, it means they love you a lot. They love you enough to communicate that. So let's think about another, you know, talking about common goals, shared values, plugging back into even like your why and being in a relationship is fun. Interesting. Some of the mundane, the day-to-day stuff takes over, but I kind of love sometimes just having the big, why are we doing this again? Why are we choosing to do life together or, or partner in some way? It is like a helpful check-in and it also can help you with decision-making then too. Because when you get clear in your values and your why and your common goals, it can make decision-making a little easier, right? Like, is this really getting us there? The other thing I would say is like being okay with disharmony. So there is a very famous relational theory created by Terry Real that talks about the cycles of harmony, disharmony, and repair. Um, my dear friend Colin Bedell talks about this a lot in his work and it's like, that's actually the natural rhythm of relationships is harmony, disharmony, repair, and then to restoration. And some people get so stuck in disharmony and push apart so much that they can't or won't engage in repair. Or sometimes we avoid the disharmony so much that we actually are still there anyway and we get stuck. This is a cycle, okay? So if you are going through a moment of disharmony with a partner, it's okay. Lean in. Go. Engage. Let's take steps towards each other. Let's move forward together not move backwards, not be in a place of avoidance. And harmony is a fun phase to be in, but it doesn't really get you anywhere on your evolutionary journey. Conflict is inevitable. It's inevitable to piss each other off, step on each other's toes. We are all like these very wounded, imperfect humans trying to relate with each other. And actually like the harmony, disharmony, repair cycle builds a lot of resiliency in relationship. It builds a lot of trust in yourself and it actually really helps you get really, really clear on you, on on yourself and like figuring out how do you stay true? What's your truth? And how do you not just like get into this like appeasing state with your partner? And it's important. It helps you also hold space. And it's okay if your partner's upset. It doesn't mean the relationship's over or doomed or you have to internalize it. It's just a natural cycle. Okay. And then the last thing, I'm just going to put out like a cheesy one, but like how we bring balance to relationships, love, walking in love, walking in grace, having compassion for ourselves and others, 
listening more, listening to each other, listening to ourselves, listening to nature. Like I'm getting a little hippy dippy with that last one, but like love and like back to the why. And also like, how do you plug into love, into the hard space? Do that often. Your partner, whatever kind of partner it is, shouldn't be the only one responsible for tending to your heart space. That's not fair to them. That's not fair to you. It's not fair to your heart. And also on the Libra full moon is a great time to like reconnect into beauty and reconnect into art and reconnect into just like, what is the sweetness that your heart loves? Like what's the nature of your heart? So those are some practical, actionable things to think about under this full moon. And then cord cutting just real quickly. Oh, God, this is a whole podcast episode, but I'm just trying to cram it all in here. So cords of energy, cords of energy, what are they? They are basically these invisible etheric cords that connect us to other individuals. These cords, like they vibrate. We can transmit so much information and energy and emotions non-verbally with them. And this is how we really maintain like spiritual connection to others, to the world. And it's like, why when you're really close with someone, you could think some, you know, just talk telepathically, or you could be thinking of your sister and then she calls you right away, right? It's like, there, there are chords that are, that are beautiful, but when the chords get too strong and too, like, it's like the more we're, we're intimately involved with someone, especially sexually, or when we're just really like in it with someone, we have these chords get even stronger. And if you're someone who's sensitive to energy, you will feel that. And sometimes like you realize this and it's conscious and sometimes it's unconscious. And that's why sometimes we have cords of energy in someone being like, why do I feel depressed? But this doesn't think it's coming from me. If I really was being honest with myself or I'm feeling anger or hostility or mistrust or paranoia, that might be like a cord to someone else's energy. Okay. So most cords are not beneficial, especially when you feel them too much, especially this is like signs that you might need to cut cords if you feel um, feeling a dependency in another person, if you feel drained either with or without them, if you feel anger, anxiety, resentment, fear, obsessive thinking about the other person, it might be time to to cut a cord, baby, to cut a cord. And the great thing is that cord cutting, there are fancy rituals you can do with candles and so many things and paper burning, but the best ritual, the best magic is always you. Those are just tools. Those are not the magic. You are the magic and sitting in a peaceful, quiet place, closing your eyes, really bringing that cord into visualization, seeing it, seeing the other person, and then just seeing yourself holding a pair of scissors, a cool fucking blade, a machete, a sword made of light and flames, and just let yourself like just cut through that cord and just see the cord going back into them and back into you, send them love. And of course, like if you're someone who really needs to focus, you can do it with an actual string and a pair of scissors. If you're like, I'm not a great like visual person. And you might have to do this if the cords are strong. You might have to do this several times. You might have to do it like once a day for a while. Try doing it for a moon phase, right? Try doing it under this full moon. Try doing it until the next new moon, or maybe the next full moon is a full moon phase. So yeah, and then just meditate, listen, fill up your heart with love. Think about all the good things in your life. Think about your gratitude. Think about pleasure. Think about sunshine. Think about your puppet dog or sunsets. What lights you up? And then, of course, if you want to take a salt bath to cleanse all of this, is a nice way to kind of close out. Um, just some Epsom salt, sea salt in a bath. 
rinsing, soaking for 15 to 20 minutes. And this is literally, I'm giving you like the Virgo bullet points here. And then if you put journal on anything after, I recommend that. And then from there, you got to do the work though of maintaining the boundaries. You got to do the work of maintaining the clarity. You know, if you're cutting the cords, then you got to like protect the work that you've been doing. Like don't go right back into like sleeping with that person or like texting them nonstop or like not having those clear boundaries, if you know what I'm saying. So yeah, under this full moon in Libra, I just wish all of you the most beautiful balance and may your heart find harmony. And may you find this like yummy balance between the me and the we, right? And like you deserve both your partners and your partnerships deserve the fullest, most brilliant version of you. And you deserve beautiful, nourishing, conscious, mutually respectful and supportive relationships. And it's just, they both need each other. You both, you really need both of those to to have either of them. So that's where I'm going to leave you. Full moon blessings to you. Join our community. We're going to have a full moon circle led by one of the baddest bitches I know, Tracy. And also like, yeah, if you want more information with the moon guide in our community, we have horoscopes there, the whole thing, the whole nine, but just signing off, sending you love under this full moon. I am wrapping you in stardust. I am cloaking you in all the magic and I'm sending you those blessings under the full moon in Libra, which could not be more appropriate for hot, fulfilling, fantastic sex, big fat juicy checks. Until next week. Do you love getting your Cosmic RX for the week here and want more? Make sure to sign up for our premium subscription so you can get exclusive access to bonus podcast episodes all of my astrology info for the month ahead and live new and full moon calls to help you manifest your dream life with an intentional international community of other cosmic baddies. Sign up through our link in show notes. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you want to know more about Cosmic Rx, head on over to thecosmicrx.com. And if you really love this show, I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. I super love hearing from you and reading your reviews. All right, you cosmic baddie, tune in next week. And until then, remember, love yourself fully, work your magic, and take no shit.